Lisa. This is my dad, Roy. Hello, Welcome everybody. to King Worldwide. It's a great day, and we're talking about Jesus, and we're talking about how to rule and reign as masters versus... Slaves. Or, or being controlled by another entity. Another controlled entity by Jesus. the devil. Let's just Ooh, be, speak it out. Let's just, just be very, very dry. Very okay, transparent. Here we go. In the distant past, I thought I was master of my life. Hmm. Okay, and I think most people do, particularly ambitious people. But little did I realize that I was a slave to the God of this world order. Hmm. Why is that? The reason being was because I was trying to succeed on my own effort yes. and own power. And I think that applies to virtually everybody. Uh, and it's a case where that uh, the, the people that, uh, that are, well, let me say this, the ambitious people that they're, I think they're doing it, uh, they think self-effort like I did for years and years, that it, uh, it's a way to go, it's the only way to go. But uh, other people, not quite as ambitious, it's kind of a normal thing. Here's why. They, that's what they see everybody doing, mm -hmm. so that's what they're going to do. But here... Here is a couple of passages that Lisa's going to read that tells us who the God of this world is and that controls us if we don't have God and Jesus controlling us. The Holy Spirit, right. So, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, from the New Living Translation. Satan, who is God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Okay, I'm going to add, there's a lot that believe in Jesus, but if they don't, read the word with the Holy Spirit, then they don't understand the statement. They're still blinded. What do you mean, read the word with the Holy Spirit? Well, we don't just read the word like a book, like a theologian. We read the word. We say, Holy Spirit, come in my heart. Stay in my heart. You tell me what to say. I'm reading, letting you guide me. I'm not reading to try to be a master of anything. I'm reading to let you guide me. Does that make I just repeated yeah. myself. And, the, and, and all the Bible is, is a letter from God to us. That's all it is. I mean, it's way more than, I mean, it's very. Well, but but that, that's the direct input of what the Bible is. It's a letter from God to us telling us how to succeed. In or every live victoriously, area, yes. Every area of life. Like Jesus did. Right. And it's, um, it's alive. There's always revelation. There's many, many facets. So if you ever feel like, oh, I know that. We don't ever know it. It'll be eternity learning about Jesus. Okay, um, so they are unable, people that don't believe, are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. And I'm doing the next one. Okay, the next one, 1 John 5, 19. This is also from the New Living Translation. We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. Interesting. The world around us is being controlled. They've allowed the devil to live and work through them and make all decisions, all thinking. It's very interesting. It's well, very disgusting. Well, it's, but it's truthful. And, and I just speak for me. I think it applies to most people is that I wasn't aware of it. I, mean, oh, no. I, I was just going through life. I was looking to see as far as what everybody else is doing to succeed, which is all And you were looking at Christians, let's just be honest. Yeah, and, and so as, as a result, I was doing the same thing, and, uh, and I finally recognized that there was a lid on success, a lid on victorious living, mm -hmm. and that's when uh, 
I started to search and try to find out and, and see here's what King Worldwide Ministry does. It teaches the Word of God so we can be masters of our life. So we can be masters of our life. There isn't a plan B. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is it. This is it. If you want to have total victory and if you want to be victorious mm -hmm. in every area of life, just look at plan A and forget there's no, there's nothing else. So if we want to live a life as more than a conqueror, we must choose to deposit the word consistently in our mind and in our heart and allow it to control what comes out of our mouth. Now that's a big statement yeah. as far as we're consistently in the word and, and as we consistently deposit in our mind and our heart, the more we do that mm -hmm. and the more we shut out what we hear from the world, what comes out of our mouth is going to be in line with God's word. And as it is, then the ministering spirits that it talks about in Hebrews, they'll, they'll go to work for us. Mm -hmm. But if we're not speaking out what God's word says, they're sitting there kind of like with their arms folded right. saying, give me something to do. And to do that, we've got to speak God's word. Okay. Um, we've got two passages. Okay, Romans 12, 2 from the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It's not mentally changing. It's the Spirit of God will... It, will come up and change the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The next one is Matthew 12, 34. And this is from a different translation. Is it Berean literal Bible? Offspring of vipers. That means children of Satan. How are you able to speak good things being evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's it. So that's saying... Watch what's coming out of people's mouth. If it's mixed, it's Satan. Even if it looks like there's something good, yeah. it's Satan. So when we do this, when we're constantly depositing God's word in our heart and our mind, and we're letting that dominate our thoughts, which means out of the abundance of heart, the mouth speaks. So therefore, what comes out of our mouth is going to be in line with God's word. When that happens, then... The devil and his army of evil, unclean spirits, they go nutso. <laughs> I mean... They throw a tantrum. Like they a throw a tantrum. From that moment, the devil is looking for a weakness in us. For us, it's showtime. Mm -hmm. It's either master or slave mm -hmm. because that's what he's doing. He's looking for a weakness in us that he can penetrate and he can have a greater influence upon our thoughts, which in turn for most people will be upon their words. And when we do that, that activates, that aim activates even more as far as demonic spirits to invade or infect our life. And uh, It's not just pornography or alcoholism no. or cussing. It's natural flesh thinking, being flesh ruled. Satan is the God of the world system, which is the natural. We can be above it. By being in the spirit. So, because we've deposited the word consistently, we know we have God's authority mm -hmm. and power. And when we enforce it properly, we've told the devil, <laughs> we've told the devil, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> <laughs> I 
uh, I know we put that together. I said, you know, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. I've heard that recently as far as the new sheriff in town, <laughs> and he just popped up to go right in our outline That's here. so cute. Okay. But just because we, uh, this is good. Now, I'm speaking to me as much as anybody. Uh, so if you want to listen, great. <laughs> uh, but it'll help you. But just because we've cast the devil and his unclean spirits out once mm. doesn't mean he will not come back. Correct. It does not mean mm. he will not come back. We must be sitting on ready, continue depositing, and keep on mm -hmm. speaking in accordance with our deposits. And if and when we make an if and when he makes another counterattack, we resist in the name of Jesus. Now here here are two verses that Lisa's going to read and then we're going to wrap up. So this one is from the NLT again, first Peter five, eight and nine. Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering or situations or temptations or issues that you are. Next one, last, and this is from the Good News Translation. James 4, 7. So then, submit or surrender or yield yourselves to God, and I'm going to add at all times, 24-7. Resist the devil, and he will run away from you. So if you're fully surrendered and submitted and keep standing and keep standing and refusing, re rejecting, 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 he will run away. But he's, he doesn't do that just by saying it once. No. It, Don't, I mean, you're... It's over if you, if Here, you think that. Here's something I learned not too long ago, and that is, is that when we pray, we're asking God to meet our needs, wants, and desires. In John 14, it says, whatsoever you ask, Jesus is saying this, whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Mm -hmm. So when we ask the Father, in Jesus' name, we know that his promises are true. We know that he's not a liar, because there's several places in the Word that says that. So as, as a result, we know in Isaiah that his word will not come back to him void. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we ask, and then after that, we thank God and we glorify God. Why? Because we know his word will not come back void to we him. We choose to believe it and trust. And as a, as a result, we just, and, and you might say, well, if it doesn't show up right away, what do we do? We keep speaking the word. We keep thanking and yeah, praising thanking, the promises. Thank and praise and glorify. Because when when we do that, then therefore, we, we are directly connected with God and his word. And he says that... Uh, well, he, he says in, like in, I think it's uh, uh, Matthew eleven twenty four, 24, uh, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. Is that Matthew or Mark? I, I feel like that's okay, well, it's, Philippians or something. No, no, it's one. It's, it's Glory 20, to God. 23 or 24. I know it's 24, but I think, I think it. I think it's Matthew. Thank so, you. So here's the point. Whatsoever we desire when we pray, 
Well, believe we receive it and we shall have it. Now, what is, what, what holds up the manifestation? Lack of belief is one thing, uh, doubt, worry, and all that, all part of the fear tree. And when, we, when we're in God's word, we're reading and meditating God's word and depositing God's word into our heart and spirit, then what happens, that overrides doubt, worry, and unbelief. And now, selfish desires. Yeah, That's and, and if we do it just a little bit, they're still going to come up because we're in the world. And so that's why I like the word consistently as far as being in the word, yes. because when when it's it, it's just it's just like pouring water in a glass. You do you keep pouring water in a glass consistently, what's gonna happen? It's gonna overflow. Mm -hmm. It's gonna totally dominate that glass. And and that's why that in um I think it's Matthew eleven twenty four. It, it's the faith chapter, so was, was there I should have no, it's, it's well. You can look at the something the Lord keeps telling me, and this was my example. I'm gonna look it up. Please Go do. Ahead. This was my example for many thirty years. So take it or leave it. But I asked and asked and asked and asked and asked and tried to believe and believe and believe. The problem with me was I wasn't a completely one hundred percent surrendered, yielded vessel. So I got frustrated asking, trying to believe God for what his word said. I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking. I'm not getting anything. What is the problem? Well, it's certainly not God, but what I was asking either wasn't the right time or I was asking in a selfish manner rather than from a surrendered position. And half of the things I was asking for were not the best things for me. And I thought from my natural viewpoint, it was. And that's why when, pe when I hear that scripture, the Lord always prompts me, yes, the scripture is true. Hear from God and ask. And what you ask from Jesus that the Father hears and will answer it. Well, in my experience, nothing was answered for me until I was surrendered. And now everything is being answered or he's telling me, let's do it this way or let's do it that way. But it's not frustrating anymore. That's a, that was just something that bothered me for 30 years. I it didn't is, understand. It is Mark, so I apologize. <gasps> Glory to God, what it's is it, Mark? Mark 11, 23, 24. Oh, oh, I mean, of the course, faith, the faith scripture. The Beg faith, your pardon. Yeah, the faith scripture. That's what <laughs> As, yes. 11, 11, 24 is, is the receiving. Yes, of course. Whatsoever we desire when we pray. Believe that we receive. Believe that we receive we it and we shall have it. And then the other verse is like Philippians 4, 19. My God supplies all my needs, needs desires, and wants mm -hmm. according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So mm -hmm. the, I think the, the point that I want to end with here is the fact is that when we ask, we ask knowing that God is going to, he's promised to answer done. our prayer. Yeah. He's promised to, promised to answer and manifest it. And then what we do, if we don't see it in the natural, we keep thanking and praising him. Thank and praise and give glory. And when we do that, it's going, it's going to show. Because it's all for his kingdom. So meeting our needs glorifies him because it's, it's, it's for his kingdom, for the body of Christ. So he wants to get it to us. So great message. Great. Master or slave. We choose master. Glory to God.